So this is the second uh, mini DMBA episode, which are shorter episodes where we look at one business concept, explain what it is and see how it's relevant for the work of designers. So this week, in this episode, we actually have two concepts which are high related. So I decided to bundle them together. Uh, one is called opportunity costs and the second one is ROI, return on investment. So let's begin by looking first at what are opportunity costs. So it's a rather elusive concept. It's kind of hard to explain. But actually what it means that even when we say yes to something or when we invest into something, actually there is a cost of not doing something else, right? So it's a cost of making a certain choice because this choice means we cannot choose something else. I think the best way to explain this is to look at an example. So let's say that you would, you're thinking of going to a business school, taking an MBA. What would that cost you? Is it 50K, 60K? How much is a program like that? Let's say it's a 50K, right? So it's a 50K program, but it also costs you to live there, right? You need an accommodation in, in, in the city. So let's say this is additional 20K and then you need another 10 for books, materials, food, etc. So at the end, this costs you 80K in a year. So what the opportunity cost is saying is basically, this is not the only cost you're having. By saying yes to taking this MBA course, you're actually also not being employed. You're not getting a salary. And in this case, you could be maybe making 100 or 150K. And this is the cost actually that you're having. So it's not just by spending money on a program, but by not earning money, right? So in this case, the cost is over 100 Roughly, let's say if you could make 100K, it would be 180, right? 100K, which you could make, and 80 that you're actually uh, not losing, but investing in taking an, an MBA. Another example is buying a home, right? Let's say that you use all the cash that you have at your disposal. You even take a loan. You cannot get more loan for other stuff. So by buying a house, you're actually committing to this one investment. And let's say five years down the line, you know, you have your own idea for a business and now you can't invest in this business because you cannot get a loan, you didn't have any cash. So this is the opportunity cost of you buying a house. You cannot now invest in your business and even in other things, stocks, bonds, etc. This is maybe a concept that's very intuitive to freelancers. For example, if a friend comes over and says, hey, can you actually help me with this project? Um, it's going to take you a month. And sorry, but I can't pay you the full price can you do it for for 50% off? So as a freelancer, you immediately recognize the fact that actually, if you say yes to your friend, you're not going to be able to charge your full price, 100% to a bigger company. And by that, you basically have this opportunity cost. So this type of opportunity costs are basically all around us. How we invest our money, how we distribute our time, etc. And it's easy basically to get too bogged down by it, trying to always analyze or overanalyze uh, everything and just um, paralyze yourself. So basically the best thing you can do is to look at all the choices that you have out there and basically analyzing what you currently know about them. And a really good concept to do that is ROI or return on investment. So basically return on investment tells you how well is your investment doing. So for example, if I have invested 1,000 euros or dollars into 
certain stock and then a year later I sell it for 1500 I made a $500 or euros profit. So the ROI is 50% because the way ROI is calculated is by dividing the profit or the return with the investment. So this means that ROI is a great tool for comparing different investments. I could look, okay, in this investment I need to invest 2K but I get 10%. And in this investment, uh, I need to invest 1K, but I get 5%. Which one is better? And then you can compare these two and see which one makes sense more for your personal situation. It is a great tool also for designers, especially when, think about, when thinking about what feature to um, develop next, what design we should focus on, and just to argue about our decisions also in front of uh, non-designers to explain them, oh, I actually think we should do this because I think ROI would be higher for this. So if you're leading a design team, one situation you might be in is explaining, hey, we actually want to work on this and not on that for this and this reason. And how you can do that is maybe by saying, look, so we can work on this feature, but it's going to take us four months and it's going to take four designers to do it. right? And at the end, we're going to have um, 2% better uh, revenue at the end of the year. Right. So on a yearly basis, we're going to improve 2% revenue by working on this project. But actually, there's another project, project number two, which only needs two designers, and they would only have to work on it two weeks, sorry, two months, let's say. And um, the impact would be 3% better revenue on an annual basis. So you can quickly see how the second option is better because by investing fewer resources for uh, less time, we're actually getting higher percentage improvement, the 3% one, right? Another thing we can do is we can also check if project two even makes sense because we need to invest two designers uh, for two months. And let's say their salary is 5K per month and we're currently doing 1 million in revenue per year, which means that if we improve this revenue by 3%, this is... How much? 30, yeah, 30K, right? And how much does it cost us to make this? So if we have two designers, two months, this would be four basically salaries of 5K, which is 20K investment. So this means that actually we would pay off this investment in this project even before the first year. So everything that we get on top of that next year's, right? So in year two, three, four, five, it is big bonus, right? So in this case, we can really explain why Maybe my, my design team or your design team should be working on project number two. And um, I think it just makes a lot of sense also to play with this number sometimes when we have some ideas for projects to see what makes sense, what we should invest our time in. Because there's also, you can use this concept, the RI, also on the micro level, like as an individual, I mean. So when you're working or deciding what you want to invest your time in, in your day, you can also kind of do this quick calculation. So let's say that you've worked on a logo, new logo today, and you kind of got to 90% level of the, the fidelity, which is probably good enough for, for most uh, customers. However, you're not satisfied, so you know you could invest another hour and get it to 92 93%. On the other side, instead of investing this one hour into improving your logo, what you could do is actually invest that one hour into creating a new, let's say, email sequence. For your email list, they would actually have a really nice journey that takes them on basically explaining 
what you guys offer, what products that you offer, and by that maybe increase your revenue by much higher margin than by just investing in logo. So you see basically how these two concepts are highly related, the opportunity cost and ROI. So opportunity cost meaning that we look at different alternatives that we have and basically understanding that by making certain choice, we are saying no to other things. And then ROI, which helps us calculate these different alternatives and see which one makes the most sense. There's just one caveat, which is ROI is just a guess. You know, it's based on our assumptions. It's based on some probably educated assumptions, but it's still a better, better tool. I mean, it's better to have this tool than basically do nothing. So that's it in this episode. But if you want to learn more about business, you can also join us in the next DMBA intake, which is going to be, uh, which is going to start on September 16th. And um, the early application is actually going to open at the end of July. And here you can hear what others or previous DMBA participants or DMBA alumni say about the course. I do believe it was one of the best engagements that I saw on a on a course uh, on a co- online course or remote course for that matter. I think all the participants, the way that people were engaged through the assignments and through feedback, really generate a good community. Uh, also, community sort of feel uh, between the the cohort participants, uh, and not only that influenced the how we we could digest and learn from the content, but actually uh, as myself, like I could apply. Uh, do a workshop based on the content that I just received a week before uh, into my real day job uh, with a client, uh, and and I think you you can you can imagine that it's not very common in online courses or any course for that matter that you can just uh, see something and apply in your everyday life. So I think it was great. Cool. So as I mentioned before, the MBA three starts on September sixteenth. Actually, the um, early bird applicants uh, applications will start at the end of July. So if you want to be notified when the applications open, then you can sign up on beyondusers.com. Cool. So that's all for today. Have a nice week and talk to you next week with the next episode.